welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. Today we're in Ainsworth, Nebraska with Haley Miles of Sand Hills Blue. Haley is a small town love wedding photographer serving rural and ranch couples. Beyond photography, she has a heart for entrepreneurship and a passion for creating opportunity in small towns. You will love her perspective on this. So here we go with Haley Miles. Okay, well, we're here in Ainsworth, Nebraska with Haley Miles, photographer at Sand Hills Blue. Haley, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for coming to Ainsworth. Well, tell us about you. Did you grow up here? I did. Uh, My family moved here, but I call this my hometown, and I grew up on a diversified farm and ranch in this area. Um, We had a cow herd and a farm, but yeah, I was actually born in Northwest Iowa, but I call Ainsworth my hometown, so. Very cool. Tell us a little bit about your family's farming and ranching history and what it was like growing up here. Yeah, so my family has farmed, my grandparents farmed, but my passion for entrepreneurship really came from my dad. He's always been like a little offbeat and different and willing to try things. And I just really saw that in our farm and ranch operation. And I just loved growing up that way. And I had prayed that that would happen for me to raise my own family in that lifestyle someday. And um, I can't, I can't believe it's worked out this way, but to be back in my hometown and to be building our own farm and ranch. But um, one of the biggest blessings in my life was, was growing up on in the farm and ranch lifestyle and just being outside. I have such a passion for cattle and just working alongside a family is so unique. And, and I think it's the way it's supposed to be. And so my husband and I, we feed cattle and farm and we've been building our own cow herd and this is his family's operation. And so it's been just awesome to be a part of this lifestyle and supporting him. So we've been calving right now. So my sleep cycle's a little off, but it's all we've ever wanted to do. And it's what we care about. And, and he does it so well. And to see him working alongside his dad is just really special. And you know, to be a part of and building our own operation is is just really rare and really unique. And I feel feel really lucky to be a part of that. And, and this business allows me to to be here and, and to support him in that and to to be a part of the day to day when I can. And um, I just really care about that a lot. And and we we love cattle. And so that's our lifestyle. And 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 beef is uh, beef is our lifestyle, I guess. So um, it's, it's been awesome. Have you always loved photography? Uh, no, that is the short answer. Um, (laughs) no, I'd say really, it just kind of came out of a passion and hunger. I had this side, this creative side of me when I was working in corporate ag sales and I could just feel this creative side of me kind of being just crushed a little bit. And I just had this hunger for this outlet and, um, I'd moved back to my hometown. I knew that I wanted to start a business. I was involved in an entrepreneurship program that I just knew I would always start something, but photography was not at the top of the list. And I moved home and I just saw kind of a need. And I, just in this area, I thought there was a need. And I thought to myself, you know, I think I can do that better. And I think I can serve people better. And 
So that's what I did. I just started and went deep in the depths of YouTube and <laughs> learned and shot a lot and invested in education. But photography definitely wasn't what I thought my business would be, but I'm so glad I love it. <laughs> so we're really isolated here. You might have noticed that on your drive here. <laughs> we are over almost three hours from a Starbucks or a Walmart. And so it's really rural. Like you're talking about rural lifestyle, like you're living it and you, there's sacrifices in that. But so, you know, some people might consider that, okay, there's less people, there's less opportunity, but I knew that my people were out there and then I could serve outside my community to be in my community too. And um, so I just kind of went to work and I had a camera and I went deep in the depths of YouTube and learned what I could. And I just, I truly just love serving the people. It's my favorite part is this is the most joy I've ever had serving and it's serving people on their wedding day, serving people through photography. And that's bigger for me than my passion for photography is, is the people truly. Yeah, that's great. So when was it that you kind of were like, I guess I can make this a full-time gig? Oh, I don't really know. I, so I moved home. I was traveling a lot, working for this startup ag company, which I enjoyed, but I was traveling so much and I love being involved day to day in our ranch and our operation and analyze the situation like why are there so many people working they could run this much more like just to kind of I just viewed business differently I viewed it through an economic lens and um I think I mean they just teach you so early that I mean you can you can start something and it's it's possible and I think that's half the battle wow yeah so your business to you is it's more than just a business it's about creating rural opportunity yeah I mean I the reason I'm able to be here is because of this business. I'm able to partner alongside my husband on our farm and ranch because of this business. And the best way to tell stories of the rural and Western lifestyle to me is telling stories of small town love. And I do that by serving rural couples and serving them on their wedding days and, and telling their love stories. And, and there's so many stories like that that just speak volumes of the beauty in rural places. I think that's amazing. You you got to intern for the local economic development office. How did that change your perspective about your town and even about maybe how you went about business? Yeah, so I've been passionate about rural communities a long time. And that really did start, though, when in high school I interned for my local economic development office. And it just showed me kind of the behind the scenes of my community. I could see Suddenly I could see what the main economic drivers in my community are, the businesses that employ people. You know, these are the volunteers who make the community run. And it just gave me such an appreciation for my community because I didn't see that within the school walls. And I think that's such a problem today in our rural towns. And it's, I think it's the number one thing I'm passionate about in, in solving that and bringing people back is teaching students about their community because you can't, appreciate your community unless you understand it and you get involved in it. And so often it's too easy for students to just kind of stay involved within the school walls. And for me, that's, that's the reason I'm back is because I was able to get out in my community. I had ownership in it because I was involved and that experience was huge for me. Can you talk to us about some of those economic drivers that you were able to identify? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is I realized 
how big a component ag played in the area, even for students in my class who maybe per se their parents didn't have a tie to ag. It really was when you look at it on paper. And um, truly, I believe that one of the most unique things about this area is because it is so rural, it's one of the last places you need your neighbor. Because you're so far from everything, you really rely on each other because there's no other option. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it just builds a camaraderie that is so rare. And um, just for example, like last night we went over to our neighbors and brought over pie and we had to settle up on our cornstalk rent for our cows. And in the summer when she's gone, I I'll cut her asparagus for her a couple times a day and then we'll trade produce for beef. And and you just have to rely on each other. And, you know, they're keeping an eye on your things. They're keeping an eye out for each other. And surely that's just one of the most unique things about this area, I think. So, yeah, I think I just realized how big ag was a driver for our community. There's a lot of other things that keep people here. But when ag suffers, the community suffers. And it's even more so here because we are so isolated and so rural and you have to rely on each other. But when ag is down, everyone in the community is down. And so um, there's a lot of creativity and things you can do for other businesses. And we've seen that with other remote businesses come in. We have a rural call center here. And, th- you know, those are things a lot of people don't know if you don't get involved in your community. Um, there's just a, This is a big regional hub. Even We kind of pack a punch for our size. We're not very big, but because... We're kind of a regional hub. We have more things than a town of 1,800 might have. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about your town and okay. what it has to offer. So one of the things I really like about Ainsworth is there's a couple things that I think are just really unique about this area. We live right on the 100th Meridian, and I'm going to kind of nerd out a little bit. A lot of people don't really know this about this area. We're by the Niobrara River Valley, which it's really beautiful, but it's super unique. So there's like seven ecosystems that come together here. It's the furthest east you'll find like a ponderosa pine forest and the furthest west you'll find this kind of broadleaf forest. So all these ecosystems collide here and it's just unique interactions of species and nature and it's beautiful. And I mean, Nebraska's slogan used to be where the West begins, but truly I think this is is where where the West is. And just so many things come together here, and it's super unique. And um, this is another random fact. But across the span of Nebraska, there are more ecological changes than there are from, like, the Missouri to the East Coast in terms of, like, elevation, like in rainfall, the panhandle gets you know, 12 to 13 inches a year in southeast Nebraska gets almost 40. And so it just changes super fast. And that's something I just love about this area. So it's really unique. There's lots of different landscapes. And the sandhills always have a way of slowing my heart rate down and just breathing that in. And it's it's just a beautiful place to live. I agree. It really is. Another reason I love this area and the Nebraska sandhills and where we live. But I mean, we have one of the only, we just opened a new movie theater. It's one of the only two within a couple hour radius. 
We are having two hometown interns this year. So what I'm saying is our community is pretty progressive. We're doing a strategic plan for our next 10, 15 years. And if you get involved in that, it's really cool. We just added on a whole new addition for our school and our ag education. So they're thinking ahead. And and those are things I just, I really see that, that speaks to that. And there's people moving back. There's new people moving in. I meet people. We kind of have a group that gets together once a month, kind of a young women's group. And I meet people every time. I'm like, where are you from? Like you moved here. And I just, I just love that. I'm so glad they're here. And it's just, it's just cool to see that and to see people moving in. So for you, was it an adjustment to move back or do you feel like you were ready for it? I thought I was ready. (laughs) (laughs) So my husband had been back a couple years and he lived downtown Omaha, walked to work, you know, and then he moved home. Like he went from that, doing that for over five years to moving home on the farm ranch. And so super drastic change. Um, I've lived in cities. We actually, me and my husband both love cities. We love traveling. We love food. We love experiencing them. Whereas, you know, a lot of people in this area are like, man, I went to, you know, a town of like 20,000 people and the traffic was terrible. And so, (laughs) you know, we love the city, but then moving back, it really took me a year to kind of get my feet under me and felt like I belonged. And you kind of at first you just see everyone you know and they're they talk to you like oh how are you doing and and it just took me well over a year to get my feet under me and to realize that I wasn't alone and that not everyone was like analyzing your every move which it sounds silly but and really what gave me I felt really isolated I mean that's exactly what it is right you move back home and you're kind of isolated from your lifestyle you lived before but what really helped me was my community in this business because I've made so many connections via Instagram, via social media. And I mean, it just, it just shows you that there's people out there that are just like you living this lifestyle. They're isolated too, but we're able to connect together and it's just given me so much purpose. Like that's, that's another huge purpose of my business is that I've been able to connect with, with people and people in rural places and, and tell that story and, and it makes everyone stronger. What excites you most about the future of rural America? Just the opportunity here is way bigger than people make it out to be. And part of it is you have to create your own opportunity, but that doesn't mean it's not here. And I think that's really part of the battle is getting people to see that. And that's what I'm really excited about. And I kind of told you I'm excited about getting people and students to understand their community early so that they can appreciate it and look for ways to add value when they move back. Um, we've had, we've had friends that move back and, and are doing that, you know, they're apprenticing with local businesses. They're trying to bring it to the next generation and they're looking, they're sacrificing probably money wise to be here, but they want the lifestyle for their family. And that's what I'm so excited about is people still care about that. And, and that, like, the small town small town love is alive and well. The small town dream is alive and well. You just might have to fight a little harder for it. You might have to be a little creative with it. But opportunity is here. And I'm so excited for my friends' families, potentially for our future family, to live in this lifestyle and experience it. Because 
I just, you see people living and chasing their kids around all day doing the hustle and bustle. And I think about how different it is when, and how different your family's lifestyle is when you can slow down and when you can step back. And I just think that's so important more, more now than ever. Yeah. It's hard to put a price on quality of life. It is. Yeah, it is. Sometimes I feel that way, but I'm when things are harder to get here or something, but it is really hard to put a price on, on quality life. And it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's, it's worth it. It really is. Yeah. You mentioned that you want to encourage younger generations to get excited about entrepreneurship and building their town. And you even did an entrepreneurship camp for middle school kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny to think about that and how it's kind of come full circle and it's still something I'm so passionate about. Um, Our Nebraska Extension kind of has this curriculum for uh, middle school students and it's a week-long entrepreneurship camp. So students come in, they kind of generate ideas, and by the end of the week, they create a business. It's open to the public. They have a product to sell and they set up their little shop and someone is making soaps or fruit baskets and fruit bouquets and someone's even advertising babysitting or you know just it was so cool to see entrepreneurship through the eyes of middle school students and it's something I'm still so passionate about because I really think there's still some existing businesses that came out of that and I hope it continues to you know have have a ripple effect and that's what I'm excited about too, is we're getting those two hometown interns. And I think one of them is kind of, kind of revamp that project and, and bring it back to some of the middle school students. And I'm hoping to partner in that too. And, and also we talked about Ingler, uh, the entrepreneurship program at the university of Nebraska Lincoln, hoping to partner with them and, and bring them in as well to really rejuvenate that and, and, um, just create some action. So that's exciting for your town. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's, you kind of forget when you're just kind of going day to day and you're always the most critical kind of of your own community. And then when you talk about it, you're like, oh yeah, like th- there's, you know, you can get stuck in the negativity and you, you shouldn't, you have to talk about your wins. And so I'm learning that too. <laughs> and what I love about you is that you're, you're doing it yourself. Like you're not looking to somebody else to do it. You're like, I'm just going to do this. And you're, I think that's a great way to approach it. Yeah. I don't know that I always feel that way, but yes, no, that's, that's part of it is this business allows me time and mind space to be able to serve my community. And that's one of the things I really love. Yeah. I think if we could, if more people could adopt that mentality, I really think it could make a huge difference. So I love that. What advice would you have for someone considering entrepreneurship or considering just moving back to their hometown? Yeah. So my biggest problem when I was going through college in this entrepreneurship program, I had all these ideas and, and at the end of the day, you make it too complicated. I made it too complicated. They still involved rural communities, kind of like my ideas, but they were like insanely complicated. And I never thought my passion would manifest itself in this way. And that's my biggest thing is, okay, people talk about, you know, kind of following your passion, which is true and not true. You kind of have to navigate that. But I never would have thought that my passion for rural communities would manifest itself in a way in a photography business that serves rural clients. 
like that's kind of a loose tie, but it, it does. That's how it manifested itself. And so I, there's opportunity if you look for it and if you're willing to put in the work and I mean, the biggest, just don't get in your own way. Like I have talked with people and just don't get in your own way. Start now, start before you're ready because you'll never be ready. And you know, go stoplight to stoplight. Don't wait for them all to go green. Maybe even run a red sometimes. I mean, that's what you have to do. That's how you have to make things happen. And ah, that's that's one of my other biggest passions is I just love speaking truth into people because you can do it. I mean, you don't have to ask for permission. And that's how you get there. Well, and I feel like you're making the most of where you're at. Cause like you said, this is very rural. So you're taking the positive out of that and saying like, this is amazing. And I can capture this in photographs and celebrate the stories that are happening here. I, I love that approach. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it logistically, like there are not enough weddings probably here in this area to support me, but I can tell other towns love stories. I mean, it's, it's a region, like we're in this together and I, I love serving outside my community too. And because of my location and and kind of finding that niche, that's been able to speak to people and that's that's my goal. And so I mean, yeah, you can create a business even in the most rural of places. So <laughs> Yes. Have there been any resources that have helped you along the way besides YouTube? Oh. Um just <laughs> as an entrepreneur or as someone who's investing in your town and taking a role there? Yeah. So I have a couple mentors from college who are really big for me. And I already talked about the Engler Entrepreneurship Program. I mean, those relationships that I have from that, I mean, I have friends that speak truth to me and tell me when I'm kind of in a rut and they'll kind of pull me out of it or they'll shoot it to me really honest and say, no, that's a terrible idea. So I just have really <laughs> honest friendships in that and that the baseline's been established in speaking truth to each other and especially when it comes to entrepreneurship and ideas. And that's been huge for me. And the other thing is I've had some, I invest in education and mentorships with photographers. And one has been Paige Wallace. She's really branded herself in the ag marketing and media. And she's really launching kind of, to kind of the next phase of her business. She was my wedding photographer, but um, she has been amazing. And there's been other others too, you know, just watching people lead and, and seeing them build their businesses. And uh, Molly Stevens has a great business for the Western Wild. And I know you've interviewed Lindsay Garber. She's been such an inspiration to me too. And, and you know, those are, you know, those are rural people too. They're choosing to live rural and they're serving their community and and, you know, we're all trying to tell these stories and, and mine just happens to be small town love, but um, that's what I'm passionate about. That's the people I want to speak to, but there's enough, enough room for all of us and, and mentorship has been huge. Well, what's next for you? Um, Any big plans? Yeah, I'm so excited about the weddings I have this year and to serve those couples really well. And, um, I've had to say no to some, cause I know I just really want to serve these couples really well. And, and that's, I mean, if you follow me on social media, you know, like I want to give my whole, be able to give my whole heart to my clients and do that really well. And so I'm really excited about that. And I have a couple lifestyle projects I'm doing 
and submitting to um, some brands that I'm just really excited. And in that, we have some really good friends here. Maybe you know the the documentary Unbranded. Yes. Okay, so one of Mark's best friends, his dad and kind of him, they trained the Mustangs for that trip. And so he has this horse training business. He's him and his wife and their son are back here and trying to build their business in horse training. And they kind of have, you know, reputation and connections. And so I'm excited because I really want to document their story and their family story. And so I have some things like that and I'm going to take some time and I want to do one of my parents. So I'm just trying to do, take the time while I have it to tell the stories of people around me that are really important to me. And I know like it would really benefit their business. And so documentary style, that's kind of what's kind of next in my uh, docket, I guess, and and some of my passion projects. But I'm really excited about weddings and, and kind of doing more of the documentary style work. So I love it. Yeah. One other thing I'm really excited about for this year is I'm leaving some room for mentorship and I'm, I'm booked up for weddings like I said but I kind of just feel kind of called to leave room for mentorship this year and I know there's other people who want to be back in their hometown and they're fighting for the lifestyle they want for their family and um, I really care about that and people who care about serving other people and so that's kind of one of the next things for my business is mentorship, and I'm kind of piloting a couple things right now, um, but that's also in the next year something I'm looking forward to adding to my business is, is mentorship and education. Well, how do we follow along and keep up with everything? Yeah, so I am at Sandhills Blue on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram's probably the best representation of my work. But my website's really active, too. It's just sandhillsblue.com. And I am booked this year for weddings, but I've been booking a lot for 2021. And that's my favorite thing is when I get to go to your hometown and, and see your places and the things that the places that mean the most to you and being on, you know, their their ranch and with their people and their places is some of my favorite things. So that's great. Well, we can't wait to keep up with you and follow along. So thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for making the Highway 20 drive to yes. Eastworth. So I appreciate it so much. It was yes. so great to finally meet you. You too. Well, I love Haley's focus on serving her clients, and I really appreciate her perspective on small towns and seeing the opportunities our rural communities hold. Haley is a self-taught photographer, and she knows if she can do it, you can too. I'm excited to announce Haley will be joining our Cultivate by Rural Revival group to share her tips and tricks for taking great photos and making any Instagram feed look great. Cultivate by Rural Revival is our new online membership group focused on growing your business and reviving your town. So if you're a small business owner, a chamber director or board member, or someone who is focused on bringing life to your small town, this is where you will find valuable tools and strategies, as well as inside access to successful rural entrepreneurs and leaders who are making a difference. Go to ruralrevival.co slash cultivate for all the details, and I really hope to see you in the group. Huge thanks to Haley for being on the podcast this week, and thanks to you for tuning in. Have a great day, everybody.